Hey everyone, I had a quick announcement to make before we start this podcast. I wanted to let everyone know that if you were interested in watching the video version of the podcast, you can head over to Spotify or download the app to watch the video or just listen to the audio. Spotify video podcasts are available to watch on desktop and mobile devices for free and premium users. So if you want to see our mugs while we chat about the things we chat about, head over to Spotify and give it a watch. Otherwise, the audio version is available on all platforms. Thanks, everyone. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. Hola, I'm Jake. <laughs> Dude! I'm taking Spanish. I've learned how to say hi. Oh, yeah, but you said vamos. Is it not vamos? It is, but when it, when you say, like, let's go to, like, we should go, mm-hmm. it's vamanos. Ah, see, I haven't yeah. got to that lesson yet. You'll get there. I just learned how to say hi yesterday. How so. long have you been doing this? Two days. Oh, Dude, come on. You got that at Christmas? I didn't get the code until two weeks ago. Okay. And then Kylie and I are trying to find time to do it together. Together? You're never going to do it. You're never going to get it done. You got to split it. She can do it. You can do it. Mm -hmm. Never going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Babbel is so much better. If you're in... If anybody who's thinking about getting into the language learning software, uh, I've done Babbel and I've done Duolingo. I liked Duolingo, but apparently it's trash now. I I don't know. Um, guy at work yeah. with us said it was trash. I remember it not being great. Babbel is definitely worth the money. It's cheaper than Rosetta Stone. How much is it? It was <sighs> gifted to you. But... For, the, for the year, it was 64 Oh, it's a subscription? Yeah. That's not bad. You better learn it in a year, though. <laughs> no, I mean I'll uh, I'll just ask for another year if I don't. Oh, that's not a bad idea. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's like forty years later. It's like you know we're getting Jake right. We're getting it for him. Okay. <laughs> you still still chugging along on Spanish, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool, kind of. Cool. Yeah. Like it for how long it took me to if if it takes me as long to learn Spanish as it took me to get my degree, like starting, stopping, going back. Oh my! Taking God. extra classes, spending way too much time and money. Yeah. To get to finally get there, yeah, to walk across the stage at like whatever age I was, yeah, that'd be sad. Did you take any languages? Let's start with high school. Took Spanish in high school. I don't remember a damn thing. Nothing. I remember. I know how to say. No, actually, I don't remember oh, anything. Oh, okay. Uh, college. No. What? Didn't take a single foreign language. I in thought college. they made you. Or you no. must have done enough in high school. I did enough in high school. Well, someone here didn't. <laughs> so I had to do it. You had to? Yeah. I bet it was worthwhile though. Was it? Did you take did you take Spanish? Yeah, I took Spanish. Okay. Uh I didn't really learn much. Did you learn to take it at Clark? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Online too. Mm. It was awesome. Oh, I bet that's probably the way to go the way to do it. I could do my tests. Uh, virtually with the teacher mm-hmm. and like speak to them over online. Oh, they they made you speak. Oh yeah. Oh, see, that's why I'm glad I didn't have to take it. Oh, well, dude, yeah. I barely passed Spanish. What in high happens school. when you learn Spanish? I got You're kicked, just not gonna speak. I it? got kicked out of. No, I once I'm like, like, I don't know. I don't want to have to. Sp- You're gonna have to speak it. 
I'm, I know I'm going to have to speak it, and I'm totally fine doing that. It's just speaking under it pressure. like under like under pressure. That, Gun that to your just head. Scared. Speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Did I ever tell you? Probably never told you this. Um, in third grade, we took like Spanish heavy, like in elementary school. Mm. And my Spanish teacher, she would she was like um, I don't even know how this happens, but she taught Spanish and she would rotate through the different classes and grades um, and teach students Spanish mm. like one day a week. And she would she came, you know, I had her in like third grade, fourth grade. And I think it was like until fifth grade, maybe even sixth grade. She had it, now that I think about it, it was definitely a case where she had to. Uh, basically demonstrate why she was important to keep around under budget. Now that I'm thinking about it mm-hmm. as an adult, but she was like, Hey, so she sent me the home with this letter that essentially was like, your kid has been selected to be like a representation at this like showcase for the administrators and blah, 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 blah. Because I was such a good Spanish student. Mm, what a waste of your parents' time. What? That was great. But do parents like, you're the you're the parent of a of an adult of a kid who yes. has things that you have to go to. Yeah. Do you enjoy that? Do you enjoy sitting I can't in put the that sti- on record, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I I uh, man, I am not looking forward to the day where I have to go and watch choir concerts and fifth, band fifth, concerts. Fifth, fifth grade. Oh, <laughs> that was the national anthem right there, by the way. The fifth, uh, fifth grade uh, Christmas Christmas program. Fuck no. Uh, I don't know, man. I think now, I think my mom was stoked on it. I think she was a little proud, right? But there's not much. Within those first thirty years to be proud of, mm. so I bet now looking back, she's like, "Damn, that was it. That he peaked in fifth grade." <laughs> <laughs> oh god! But now thinking about mm-hmm. it, that was totally this poor woman like demonstrating why her job's important. Absolutely, that's mm-hmm. what that was. Uh, yeah, definitely. <sighs> I'm I'm inspired by your journey. Well, thank you. I want to learn Spanish. That's just too much work. I'd rather just read English. <laughs> yeah. But I do want to learn it. I mean, I think all the time about how I've always thought about that, especially now in public service. Like, I really wish I don't. I, the last thing I want to do is call an interpreter. Mm-hmm. It's the last thing I want to do. Yeah. So if I could have the ability just to handle it, mm-hmm. that would be nice. Yeah. That would be nice. I'm just talking to them normal, but in a different language. That'd be nice. Yeah. My native tongue. Yeah, I it's uh, <laughs> definitely would rather... Because it's so hard doing the interpreter thing. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, because you have to talk to them. You have to talk to the people. You have to talk to the interpreter as you're as if you're talking to person the person from across from you. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's much more comfortable for the people, too. Like the the public to deal with somebody who speaks Spanish, who speaks Spanish yeah. versus having to. Someone came to my window today, and I didn't realize that they had selected Spanish. And I was like, "Oh, I was like, do you need me to call an interpreter?" And she was like, "No, it's fine." And I was like, "I do do I do I not?" 
is it fine or is it not fine? What do you want me to do here? Mm-hmm. I felt so bad. She's like, no, it, it, I promise it's okay. And like she was, she was okay, but I think she just preferred Spanish. Thing. And it was actually an easy transaction, but it was just like, I felt like crap because mm-hmm. I was like, I, I told her, I said, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that until you sat down that you had marked Spanish. I could call an interpreter. And Jake, I am the worst at this job. I was going to tell you something that I do all the time, probably more times than I would like to admit. I forget all the time to give people their IDs back. Oh, shit. All the time. Twice, Jake, I've had to call people because, you know, when you take mm-hmm. their phone number, yeah. I'd have to go back, look it up, call them and say, hey, it's Jeff from, yeah, can you come back? I have your ID. <laughs> Well, that's when you put it on them. Like you left your you left your ID on the. I counter. did for one of them because they weren't very pleasant. But I did it today, and I was like, "Hey, bud, yeah, I have your ID here." He's like, "Oh, I'm still parked. I'm right. I'm a block away." And I was like, "Okay, perfect." And I ran it out to him. But that's twice too many times, and I should have done it. So now I'm like putting it like in a place where, dude, or this is the worst thing to talk about on a podcast because nobody gives a shit about any of the <laughs> things I'm saying, but the Oregon IDs are the worst. Oh, yeah, because if they catch any glare, you can't read you them. You can't see anything. Oh, my God. It's a little shit like that. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm not working in trucking, so I'm good. Yeah. You apparently want to go back to Fisherman, so that's dope. <laughs> do you... Uh, do you... Do you take any of the uh, the new SSN, like the Cubans and Ukrainians? Um, I've done it like once or twice, and I botched it. So I'm kind of taking a step back from it. Um, but today, YOLO'd, and I was like, all right, I'm grabbing it. I'm doing it. And it was just a student mm. with an F1. Okay. So I was that's, like, I can do this. That's pretty straightforward. That's easy. The, it's... I don't know how you feel. I don't, And I don't know like how much we want to get into it. Sure. But it's... Uh, it's a little weird doing the the um the non-work SSNs because mm. we don't really the the threshold for what is needed to get that card yeah feels almost less than what we require the public to come oh. in and get a replacement card yes and it's like you've got some papers that basically just you got when you crossed the border. Mm-hmm. They stamped it, gave you this notice to appear before a, a immigration judge. Yeah, and that is the we're just taking your word that you are who you say you are. Yeah, and we're giving you a social security number. Now it's a non-work right, social right, security right, right. number. I think it's that for that's... benefits, but it's like we're told that this number is supposed to be like sacred yeah, like that sacred. number is yeah, like yeah, yeah. Sec- that is a secure number we don't give them out to everybody but then all of a sudden it's like we're just it's handing policy, them we're just dude. handing them i know it's policy <laughs> but it's just at the same time i'm kind of no, like i get it though i'm kind of like huh it's just i get it and i support it right yeah, because right. they need it for those benefits yeah. i don't have any problem giving them out it's just it's weird the feeling it's weird to me yeah because it's like this doesn't this doesn't feel I'm not going to say right. It's just feels, I know what you mean. It just feels different. There's so many checks and balances throughout different processes of our job that when we get to this one, you're like, I feel like there should be way more here. There should <laughs> that's be, the feeling. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I'm kind of getting at. But yes. the thing is that they don't have more. Yeah, right. Exactly. So it's like <laughs> we're we're requesting what they have, which yeah. is like this document they get from right. when they come in and uh, they come and claim asylum. Yeah, they're given 
Sometimes they have. Sometimes they have passports. We don't accept Cuban passports for anything. Like, just don't even. I don't even. I haven't even yeah, seen one yet. Dude, they're like, <laughs> they're the flimsiest pieces of crap. Really? Yeah, and like everywhere else in the world has ten year exp- expirations uh-huh. on their yeah on their uh, passports. Cuba has seven. Hmm. Do you have it's, a passport? Me? Yeah. No, I need to get uh, one. Why? Hmm? You ain't going nowhere. Oh, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going places. <laughs> I'm going places. Uh, dude, I was I was thinking about this. Just, this is such a lame topic. We need to get off this as soon as I'm done with my point. <laughs> um, I was looking at a, a Chinese passport today, and I'm just like, red. How do you choose that color? Like U.S. Mm-hmm. is blue, right? Yeah. And all these countries have different colors, and I'm just like. That's interesting. Mm. <laughs> so it's stupid. bright red too. Yeah. It's like that's commie red. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> People's Republic of China. Anyways. You're having a better week this week. It is. It's, it's been a much better week. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a week. One it's week. still been busy. Oh yeah. But it's uh it's definitely better than it has been. was last week. Yeah. Because I have more time to do stuff. Because the day I'm given to do stuff. To work on my backload, my backlog of stuff, mm-hmm. my triage of my triage mm-hmm, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. Mondays. But because of all the federal holidays, oh. I haven't had those federal oh, holidays. Poor you, getting all the days <laughs> off. Well, I know, <laughs> but yes, I'm happy to get the days off. Yeah, but it makes my work. Are life, you going to eat that chocolate right now? Yes, <laughs> it gets my work day. I need this. This is feel good chocolate. It is feel good chocolate. I went so for those who don't know, um, actually we're this is on video, so I don't know how much video I'm gonna post. Maybe I'll post the whole video. But Jake has just busted out a bag of candy that I went through the clearance aisle of Christmas candy and it was all seventy percent off. So how could I not? I love M Ms. Regular M Ms? Mm-hmm. Oh, I like them, but I'm not like the biggest fan. I prefer peanuts. These are good. Dove, I love, I love dark chocolate, yeah, peppermint bar. I love peppermint so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I went ham on uh, discounted candy. Yeah, this is the best time to buy anything Christmas. Like I'm, oh, yeah. I'm buying my Christmas decorations for next year right now. Oh, dude, everything was like 70% off at Freddy's. I was like, there's no way they're going to have anything. Well, they did. So The one over here? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And what did I go there for? Milk or something? <laughs> Just came back with forty dollars of candy. It's like sure. That man. one's a trap because their clothing section way better than any Fred Myers on my side of town. That's a dude. The one by the Hazeldale one. Scary. It's <laughs> <laughs> all about my Christmas tree this year. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's too much money you spend at that crazy Freddy's. Your Christmas tree was too expensive. Seventy dollars? Too much. Wait, was it? A real one? Mm-hmm. Too much. It was a gorgeous tree. Yeah. I guess. Who remembers? Nobody remembers. Nobody It's remembers. sitting down in the canyon now. <laughs> oh, so did you think of things to talk about today? Yeah. What got do you got? Got a few things. Um, Great. Um, <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Russian military is uh, building up. Because remember how, like, we were talking about like what was going on with Ukraine. Yeah, nobody knows. Nobody knows. That's People because moved they, on. well, mostly because like there is a f- little bit of fighting going on, 
like uh, on the front, time. on the front. I almost, mm-hmm. I swear to God, you said you, Nick, you kind of stopped right there. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say nobody knows because Nick Cannon's having all those kids, <laughs> <laughs> which he is. Uh, I spent way too much time a few years ago watching clips of Wild and Out. Wild and Out. You're disgusting. You know he's on my list of celebrities to slap. <laughs> you have a list of celebrities to slap? Yes. Number one, Carson Daly. Number two, Nick Cannon. Why Carson Daly? Dude, he's old. Have you ever watched The Voice? Yes. He's the worst host. He's not worse than Some... Nick Cannon. He is not worse than... Yes, he is. That's why he's number one. There was this clip. I, I have it somewhere stored on some SD card that was previously in my phone of some family like celebrating. And he is awkwardly like shoulder massaging the person like, yeah, yeah. Like he's a part of the family. That's not as bad as Nick Cannon. Dude, have you watched Mass Singer? No, you haven't. He's actually pretty good on Mass Singer. Is he? Which moves him to number two and keeps him solid there. Like if I had Carson Daly and Nick Cannon in front of me. Carson Daly's getting slapped twice. (laughs) (laughs) Nick Cannon is not getting slapped. Sorry. Anyways, he's got a lot of kids, but (laughs) tell me about Russia. (laughs) Russia. Wait, no. Tell me about Wild and Out. Why? It's crazy. (laughs) It's straight wild. Hence the name, Wild and Out. Isn't it just them burning each other? Yeah, kind of. I mean, yes, it is. And some of it's, some of it can be kind of funny when you watch it enough some of it's super lame some of it's really bad okay but some of it every once in a while you hit one that's they they actually How hit some stuff you that's go really down funny the weirdest youtube rabbit holes dude i can't stop <laughs> i can't stop when i get in that vortex i watch uh, a lot of uh, you're a masochist dude <laughs> it's defined it's decided um uh, what did i watch the other day no oh, anyway Mojo or whatever no, I haven't watched one of those in a oh, long time. That was your no. Grind, I watched dude. no. I watched a Watch Mojo last night. I um, caught a top twenty, um, top top twenty movies. I've never that, seen that looked <laughs> no like top twenty movies that uh, looked good from the previews, but turned out to suck. <laughs> Who is deciding this? I don't know. It's like I think They're it was like wrong. I think I think it was like Rotten Tomato like scores. Oh, okay. They're okay. using like Rotten Tomato yeah. scores or IMBD scores yeah. like that. Um, IMDb. In terms of like how much budget was put into mm-hmm. it and hype, mm-hmm. and then it turned out to be like terrible. Booty. Yeah. Mm, that sounds like actually a good list. We should we should pick apart one of these lists sometimes, sometime. Yeah. Anyways. I agree. That would be a fun. That'd be a fun thing to do. <laughs> Tell me about Russia. Russia is apparently um, one. They've been using Iranian drones oh. to attack major cities' power grids, uh-huh. which is like really shitty. Because what do you mean they're using their drones? So they're Iran, flying and operating them. No, Iran is sending their drones to Russia to be operated by, by Russia. Russians. Is there a difference? And they're kamikaze. If- they're like kamikaze drones. But, like, Iran is supplying okay. Russia's war effort. Yeah. They know what Russia's doing with them, and they're send, sending them to them. Okay. Is that, why is that an issue? Well, because we, it, we, had, we had Iran yeah. where we wanted them mm-hmm. in the Iranian nuclear deal. Mm-hmm. And then once, we, once Trump stupidly cut ties with that deal... Mm-hmm. It Iran it pushed Iran closer to Russia. Right. So it's a geopolitical right. We talked about as that. well as 
Russia was had no like Russia didn't have a whole lot of answers. Right. And then now they basically resorted to using Iranian made mm. kamikaze drones. But they're amassing um, huge troops behind the Urals in what looks like it's going to be a, a early spring offensive uh, offensive uh. push back into Ukraine. So there's a push with NATO to arm to start sending actual ground armament to Ukraine, not mm. piloted by Western troops, but sending our tanks to Ukraine to help combat mm. what I'm assuming is going to be a very large combined arms attack by right. Russia. Right. It just sucks because I think we were all looking forward to this maybe coming, starting to come to an end, and it, it definitely, it definitely doesn't look like it's mm. going to. This is going to drag on for another year. You know, it makes me feel real good about that. Hmm. Reading all quiet on the Western Front. <laughs> Well, I mean, apparently the the word from the the front is that it is World War Two like in terms of really uh, the way the, the how fierce the fighting is. Mm-hmm. We're not getting casualty numbers coming out, which right. is weird. I that guess. is weird. But I wonder what it is. I just read an article about a mm-hmm. Ukrainian surgeon who removed a rocket propelled grenade from a Ukrainian soldier's chest while it was it was unexploded, and they had to like keep the dude completely still. Well, they operated on him, and they couldn't mess up at all. Otherwise, it would have exploded and killed the two surgeons plus the the wounded soldier. And they su- they do they succeeded. They got it out of him. How did that stop at his chest? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> My God, dude, war's fucked. And yeah, just fuck anybody who puts human beings in those situations. I mean, that's pretty much the the. I think the there's so many great themes and um, uh, imagery in that book, All Quiet on the Western Front. But like, n- it's clear as day when they're like, "What are we doing? Mm-hmm. For what? For who? Who's deciding that?" There's literally that conversation. Yeah. Oh, it's for it's for our country. For who? Yeah. I'm not pissed about this. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I'm just trying to go home and feed my family. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn, dude. Yeah. I mean, it was all for em- it was the World War One, especially it was all for empire glory and exp- in yeah. expansion to be able to get more access to raw resources. Mm-hmm. It was just about imperial expansion. Yeah. For the elites to gain more money, mm-hmm. the people on the ground didn't ever reap those benefits. The, yeah. the the people who fought those wars just throwing bodies into the meat grinder mm-hmm. and just saying, well, "We got to get more." Yeah, it's crazy the evolution of of warfare from oh, yeah. from kind of what warfare during the Middle Ages was so much more posture than it was total war. The only people who really oh, fought were yeah, yeah. the only people who really fought were were knights and they wore these huge suits of armor and then they mashed each other. Yeah. But there wasn't really like, there wasn't complete mobile mechanization of a nation yeah. to total war where mm-hmm. 50% or more of the economy is going to, to defense slash military spending yeah. and not, I don't know. They're just, it, it is the, the evolution of that to what we have now is just so stark. And I wonder how much of it is, to how much we blame the na- like how much we really do like how much the na- like the idea of the nation state mm-hmm. that that's a such a byproduct of it is the the evolution of warfare at the same time is a byproduct is, of the nation state yeah like um so Levy and Thompson in a book called 
mm-hmm. the arc of war yeah. argues that war precipitates changes in other society in other aspects of society so as okay. as societal institutions or societal like um well basically societal institutions and in, in stuff like our government how we organize as human beings in mm-hmm. a, in politics directly uh changes in that directly affect changes in how warfare is mm-hmm. warfare is carried out and they argue that as the nation state rose and became more consolidated mm-hmm. warfare became more deadly and more um oh. war- warfare became more deadly and more total sure. like in terms of how the nation went to war how the nation thought about war how much resources the nation spent on war because there's there's for really... all time like translates to today. Mm-hmm. Oh, but then they argue that now with the with the advent of nuclear weapons, mm-hmm. it has decreased great war, great power war. Mm-hmm. But deaths due to war, as a percentage of population in non nuclear countries, is still super high. Hmm. You look at Africa, yeah, Middle East, yeah. There's still a lot of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's yeah. still a lot of warfare yeah. amongst, especially well, especially in Africa. There's still a lot of warfare. Hmm. I would just imagine. I don't know why I would think this, but I would imagine that seeing like in the Great War and in World Wars, it's just like seeing the effects of the numbers Mm -hmm. right just seeing the numbers alone and just going we've got to find because i can't help but think about like advancement of technology and removing the soldiers from situations entirely Mm -hmm. entirely like you said with drones so Mm -hmm. what to me that to me is like uh as much as it is like the increase of Ferocity of war, right? Like yeah. you're saying, mm-hmm. there's also a willing, a conscious effort to decrease casualty. Mm. And maybe that's just in, like, for example, the United States. Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, the United States the the casualty rate is the casualty rates became unacceptable. R- unacceptable. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, a great word. Whereas. I mean, I don't think it didn't really seem like Russia cared much about casualty rates in Ukraine. <laughs> no, Dude, they've lost like they've point. lost almost thirty thousand people. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, maybe that's just like me just looking at like you said. There's a there's an unacceptance of casualties in the United States, a hundred percent. Like if you hear about, it, you'll hear about it. Mm-hmm. You will hear about casualties. Like, and I mean, maybe not so much even in the meat grinder type scenarios of war. But if there's like a downed helicopter, you hear about it, mm-hmm. which is weird because there's their their lives lost. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. If we hear X amount of soldiers, X amount of soldiers died today, and it's like a few hundred, it's like oh god. But then if a helicopter is getting down and there's five people on it, it's like whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I think that I think I, I think it's not something I've ever noticed in in way media, but yeah. I think I. But now that you're saying it, I definitely. There definitely tends, to, yeah, tends to be more media coverage around. I'm pretty like, sure the Joker said that. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I think he Ledger says something about to that effect mm. of like, you know, oh no, it's to the effect of like, uh, there's always there's all these theories that the Joker from the Dark Knight is uh, 
a veteran. Mm. And that's why he's so anti-establishment and money and all of those things. He just he wants to burn, watch the world burn. Um, but because he makes this reference of, you know, X amount of soldiers die, nobody bats an eye. But if you threaten to assassinate a mayor, everybody loses their mind. Mm. And it's like that dichotomy of like the soul. Well, I guess there's they're supposed to die almost mentality. Right. Sure. Yeah. And then that's the reference I'm making to like comparing that same analogy to like a hundreds die versus like a downed helicopter with six or seven. Hmm. Yeah. I guess it's like accident versus mm. versus active active war. Yeah. Active Ex- war. yeah. I suppose. It's yeah. gross, dude. That's a bummer, man. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. Dimitri called me a coward on knuckle draggers for not fighting the war <laughs> anymore. <laughs> But it's scary, dude. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And maybe that makes me a coward. Makes me that I don't care. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But also, I was like, hold up. George Bush is in charge. I'm all right. I ain't <laughs> doing that, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. You look at uh, some of the the casualty figures from World War One, mm-hmm. like the Battle of the Somme, like 1.2 million casualties oh in that battle. My God, in that. War in that battle alone, 1.2 million people died, and like a, it's a six-month campaign, where by the end of it, mm-hmm. there was no change in the line. Either way, like forward yeah. or backward. No, it they just where it was. just ended up. I mean, one side would gain a little, and then they get pushed back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other side would gain a little, and then they get pushed back. But in the middle of that, you're just throwing bodies on top of bodies on top of bodies. Yeah, because the, I mean, one. As all quiet on the Western Front perfectly shows with mm-hmm. the book, that human beings became nothing more than the number, like the numbers, right? Because they really, like, technology hadn't got to the point where they could break the lines mm, mm-hmm. effectively in other any other means than just human numbers yeah. so it just became we need more numbers than them yeah and we're just gonna we're Outlast gonna we're them. going to use our numbers to defeat you yeah no other strategy just <laughs> pure we're going right God. at it and what's unfortunate is that the leaders of world war one mm-hmm. didn't learn the lessons yeah the public who created the culture of we need to we need to send all of our young men off to fight. If you are a young it's man and you're not fighting, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. You're a traitor to the country. You need to go enlist. <laughs> they didn't learn the consequences of World War One because yeah. World War One never really affected the major. Didn't affect Paris. It right. didn't affect London. It didn't mm, affect Berlin. It didn't yeah. affect Moscow. Yeah. The the capital cities and all of those countries were never targeted. Yeah, they were never hit. The people, the 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 citizens on the periphery, mm-hmm. yes, but the major metropolitan areas were never affected. So right. that, that the war was always over there. Over there, yeah, yeah. World War Two ch- put all of that on its on yeah. its head. Yeah, because of the change in the change in technology. Yeah, yeah. War became street fighting it became everything yeah, was affected urban. completely completely leveling of cities yeah everybody learned the costs of war and it took two world wars yeah for for leaders to finally learn the costs of war and yeah. to make lasting changes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's unfortunate it costs the lives of 
tens of millions. If you look at like the the like the Russian, everybody focuses on the Western Front of right. the, of World War One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did the Eastern Front, which was Russia versus like Germany and Austria Hungary? Yeah. Holy hell! Yeah, man, you're talking close to ten million Russians died in World War One. Yeah, yeah. They just kept throwing bodies. Oh yeah. It's oh, yeah. dude, I. <sighs> man, human beings are just. Human beings are just tra- trash pieces. Well, we're what we're willing to do to each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. You look. You said something today on the way home in reference to sports, right? I just wish we had hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like all encompassing, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, why? Oh God, I watched that. Did I talk about this last week? Watching that Andrew um, Callahan documentary, I finished it. Uh, mm. This place sucks or something, or this place rules on HBO. Okay, I told you a little bit about it, but like, there's all these. He's going around. I've talked. I talked a little bit about. It. I'm not going to go over it all again. But there's this guy he's interviewing who's like living off the grid, doesn't trust the system, doesn't trust the government. He's going against the cabal to catch all the pedophiles, and then at the end of the documentary. Andrew's like, okay, so what about her? Holds up a picture of Hillary Clinton. He's like, pedophile. What about him? It's Barack Obama. Pedophile. Joe Biden. Oh, he's a pedophile. Holds up uh, Jonah Hill. He's like, pedophile. Then he goes, all right, I'm going to show you something, and I want you to I want you to explain this to me. And he pulls out this dude's criminal, criminal record, and it's in the 90s he was charged with child molestation projecting much yeah it's just like and that you see that all the time of these people who are just projecting mm-hmm. or pushing these narratives or, or saying hey uh look over here look over here and it's like I, I, these extremists you know i said this in therapy the other day i hate absolutism but i'm probably one of the most absolutists that i know like if i think it if it's my opinion it's fact <laughs> which it's just it's just silly when I say it, but for these people, it's they've convinced themselves that these things are acceptable, these things are okay, um, which makes me now think about. I wonder how these leaders get to that position in war. We've talked about this before previously. Like, what is a valid reason for war? And I mean, I don't. I think it was a long conversation that really did never find. You know, it's just a exercise, mm-hmm. right? Sure. But I don't know. Maybe there's something there about as far as like having to convince yourself, or or of of multiple things, right? But for these people who are catching the pedophile cabal and lizard people, it's for them. It's like they have to convince themselves that it's true. One, to absolve themselves of their own actions and opinions, Mm -hmm. but also to validate their pursuit. Mm. I don't know. I'm just rambling. Yeah, I mean, the the valid... I mean, I guess if you try to... I mean, I think you're right. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that people, like, have wrapped... People have wrapped their opinions about things, Mm -hmm. have wrapped their identity... Yeah. around those things so there there's an owner you have to but almost, you have to do it in order for them to to validate it like it's a necessity that they become a, it becomes an identity it has to be well i guess in 
for something like that, which lacks any sort of evidence, sure. <laughs> because that's faith, right? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. At the end of the day, those people are just taking on faith. Is there anything that you think that you... Have? Because like, if I'm a Christian, right, okay. and I'm trying to tell you what's in this Bible... It's true. It's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. But yet there's very little scientific evidence or archaeological evidence that any most, any or most of it mm-hmm. ever happened. Mm-hmm. It's also been manipulated by the Catholic Church. Sure. <laughs> but my point, my point being is that at the end of the day, it's all based on your faith, right? Right, right, right. It's just... And then... In order to justify that, it basically kind of has to become your identity because in mm, in yes in absence of any proof, tangible proof that you can show to somebody who doesn't believe you, okay. how else are you going to then continue it, to believe or it? it? Or continue to believe it. Yeah. Is there anything that you think you've wrapped into your identity where <laughs> evidence doesn't, isn't pri- the primary... Um, uh, pedestal for you where you're like i'm gonna argue this not not like a religion or anything but is there anything that you can think of like where you're like i don't know because there i i think there is for me but if not i can start oh for me it's uh it was for a long time music tastes oh i I was convinced that like i mean because something as super as subjective but like but it ain't but there are certain (laughs) music that is good music yeah and <laughs> I any, love that. That's a great any, example. Anything else sucks. Yeah. If it's not what I like, it sucks. Uh-huh. And that is my opinion. And it is fact. Yeah. I get like that. Um, I almost told this on the episode that uh, when I for Christmas when I was going to do a Jeff thoughts, I almost told it. And I think did I bring it up eventually? But where did I bring this up? Oh, I think I told it. I told Jimmy Tree this. But um, Taryn, this is me though. This is that example of like absolutism like i'm right i don't care that this is what we're talking about but we were at thanksgiving and we were talking about boba tea and i said i said if you don't if your favorite tea boba tea is not taro then you don't like boba tea (laughs) (laughs) and she looked at me like what and her and claire like what is he talking about and she was like it's just jeff and his opinion and i was like that is not an opinion that is a fact. And then it's just me, you know, doubling down. But that's the same thing with the music. Mm-hmm. Like, I like to be ridiculous about it, and I will stand by that. If we push any further, I'll die on that hill. If you don't like Tara Root, you, do you really like Boomer mm-hmm. And if you like the pearls in it, you're disgusting, and you should be ashamed of yourself. Mm-hmm. And there should be little shacks built in people's backyards for you to live in because yeah. you don't belong in this society. Yeah. Well, <laughs> music taste is a genius example, though. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was just like music, but then patriotic music, and then I was mm. like, "You have if, like I can't believe you've never listened to Angry American by Toby Keith. <laughs> you've never listened to Made I've in America. Never heard it. You've never heard no Angry American. Nope. Oh man, there's a part where he goes, uh. It's, We'll put a boot in your ass. That's the American way. <laughs> Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list. In the Statue of Liberty started shaking her fist. And the <laughs> Wait, ego maybe. will rise. And there's going to be hell. Rise? 
When you hear Mother Freedom start ringing her bell and it feels like the whole wild world is raining down on you. How many times have you listened to that song? Oh, brought to your courtesy <laughs> of the red, white, and blue. What is the name of that song? Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue slash Angry American by Toby Keith. Angry American. Okay. Oh, my word. <laughs> and then there's this other one by John Rich called Shutting Detroit Down. That's it's a it was uh, made after the bailouts in um, oh. around the Tea Party time mm-hmm. when the the first round of bailouts were coming out for uh, and he's like in the real world they're shutting Detroit down as the business was like as the boss man takes his bonus pay and jets on out of town <laughs> and DC's bailing out them bankers <laughs> as the farmers auction ground. Oh, in the real world, they're shutting Detroit down. <laughs> and these are what everyone needs to be listening to. Yes. And if you're not, you're not American. <laughs> you just don't amazing. care about you don't care about America the same way. So now, what if, that, if that if that didn't bring a tear to your eye, <laughs> it did from laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those lyrics are bad. Dude, it's terrible. Those are bad, dude. But people are. But Angry American came out. Um, Angry American came out right after nine eleven. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. So that was just like. Yeah. Dude, they're capitalizing on nine eleven. Mm. That's what no, they're but, doing. But Toby Keith was a patriot, man. He went and did the USO tour. Oh, that's true. He cares true. about the troops. That's true. Shame on me for you. Unlike, unlike the Dixie Chicks, who yeah. had the audacity. Mm-hmm. To question the war in Iraq. Even Britney Spears said we had to just trust George Bush. I mean, I w- I'm a huge, hip- I mean, I'd be a huge hypocrite because I was on the same boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember getting in fights with people in my uh, senior CWP class. Verbal fights? Yeah. Verbal assaults? Like, dude, we've had this conversation. I've never been in a fight in my life. You stabbed someone for that. I stormed out and like I, I stormed, stormed out, out. I stormed out of a classroom once. I was like, "Fuck you, Shanti!" And I turned around and I, then I smashed the door open and I was gone. Where'd you go? Just to my next period class. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> class was over. Like, Fuck you, you Shanti! Out the, the bell rang. When she came, out. she came up to me. She's like, "I think you need to learn more about the facts before you talk." And then I was like. Fuck you, Shanti. And then I left. And how does it feel now? Like I was an idiot and I didn't know the facts. <laughs> but you know what? I listened to Angry Americans. Yeah. So therefore... You're brainwashed, dude. So therefore, continue the war in Iraq for an indefinite <laughs> period of time because... It's a war on terror. Because it's a war on terror. I think music is the best example. I was thinking like sports, like is it basketball? And I don't want to get into sports talk because that's all we ever talk about. But... We rarely talk about <laughs> sports. But even today, you proved that 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 concept of like blind support or un un unfounded support without facts false because you said that you know you, we do get emotional about our sports we do get emotional about blazers you and i are probably the in, in the our time of being friends the most angry and fed up not only with the nba but with the portland trailblazers than we've ever been so apathetic towards the whole system but you and this is why I love you so much. You have this ability 
to self check and say, okay, Shank, you you can't just do that. Okay, you got to know the facts. Maybe it's just Ashanti. It's just your conscience, like a little Jimmy the Cr- Jimmy Jimmy Cricket. <laughs> just like, mm-hmm. whoa, 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 Jake, Jake, Jake. What are the facts? And you're like, shit. All right. So you went and looked up the usage of Damian Lillard's pick and roll pre <laughs> pre Chauncey Billups and post Chauncey Billups and saw a 17% decline in Damian Lillard running the pick and roll, which is a tangible fact that you can now use to shit all over Chauncey Billups, <laughs> which we were doing emotionally, but now – and honestly, anything, anytime, you do this so much for me, and I know you do this for other people as well, but you bring such knowledge, such tangible knowledge on so many things that when I hear you say it, guess what? That shit's in my pocket now, and I'm going to go out there, and I'm just going to say, well, you know what, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> and just use it to shit on well, everybody. And then, but then they say, where's your, where's your source? And you're like, Jake. I said I listen. I heard it on a podcast. They turn it on and they're like, "This is you, idiot." There's a really funny Tom Segura stand-up bit where he's talking about how his dad always said that Tommy Lee Jones is gay, uh-huh. and then he's like, "He's like, I just heard my dad say it one time, and I went around for years saying, did you know that Tommy Lee Jones is gay?'" And then he's like, "One mo," and then one time, I said it to this guy, and the guy's like, "Whoa, wait, hold on, like, did you?" Like, how do you know that? Yeah, and my he, dad said and, it. And then, and then he, like, stopped, and he goes, well, I just heard it. And he was like, the guy's like, no, I've known him. I know his wife. I've known his <gasps> kids. I've known him his whole life. <laughs> He's definitely not gay. Where did you hear that? And then Tom Zagura's just like, my dad. <laughs> and then he's like, then I went back to my dad, and I was like, dad? Where did you hear Tommy Lee Jones is gay? Oh, I thought he was. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> It's a super funny bit if you ever get a chance uh, to listen Tom's to it. Tom's a is genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, his wife's pretty funny too. But that is exactly me. You are my dad. <laughs> I'm like, I heard it. It's true. Where'd you hear it? From Jake. <laughs> I, I, dude, I have that walk to shame. From Jake. Prove it! Jake. <laughs> dude, literally, I'll be in Twitter fights and I'll say some shit and then I'll just say like, Dude, can you believe people are saying this on Twitter? And then whatever you say back to me, I just copy it and paste it and send it back to them. I do it all the time. <laughs> I'm glad I can be assistant. I'm like, damn, that's a damn good point. You think of things so. Okay, I get when I get. I used to do this all the time. I used to get in these like Facebook comment wars. Oh, you yeah, used to dude. do it all the time. Way too much. Way too much. And you I'm get pretty emotional. sure I, I'm pretty sure I. Failed multiple college classes. Yeah, because I spent too much time arguing on Facebook. Yeah, what happened to those days, dude? Yeah. And that well, was the height. Like we were in it. Mm-hmm. That was our trench warfare, <laughs> fighting these battles, dude. Legitimately, I was a, ca- I was a casualty. <clears throat> you were. Yeah. Am I a casualty because I don't do it anymore? No. In, in World War One, yes, they outlasted us. They won. Yeah. They're still we couldn't grind hard enough and long enough. And now most of, those them, people most of them went to true social. All wear red hats. Yep. True. <laughs> uh, anyway, so like I was going to say sports was the thing, but then when you brought up like how you sought out the facts, and I was just like, you know what? I love that. So it can't be that. But I think music no, is... No, sports it. is definitely that for pe- for a lot of people, though. Oh, for a lot of people, but is it for me? Like there are people who, dude, they will go to they will go and they will tailgate their whole weekend Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. their whole life is wrapped around Mm. 
that team, and there's nothing you can tell them. Like, if you were to go into every season and try to tell a Browns fan before the season, <laughs> your team is going to be dog shit. Yeah, which they always are. And they're going to be like, no, fuck you. Our yeah. team is going to be really good. And they just start like, this guy, he's so freaking good. And it's just like some scrub running back. Yeah, but yeah. in their mind, like he's the he's like the next up and coming dude. Dude, the Browns got some solid marketing if they're doing that every year. But people have such a... Places religious, have that too, though. Yeah. religious attachment to the team, yeah. and so do I. Yeah, but I refuse to let. Like, I am. A, I have a religious attachment to that jersey. Yeah, but everything else around it mm-hmm. is just no. Like, I can't. Like, I can't. Why don't you go tailgating? And it's mostly because of Neil O'Shea. Neil O'Shea cured me of this. Oh, I no. It's most the reason why. Maybe I that's can't, the catalyst. Dude. The reason why I can't get myself to be I ha, I'm just so cynical now mm-hmm. is because you are cynical <laughs> I bought I bought Neil O'Shea's shit yeah for years yeah and it's the same thing like I bought the tea parties bullshit yeah for years yeah years I bought that stuff mm-hmm. and then there gets to a point where you have to make a conscious choice mm-hmm. that says I'm either going to ignore my own eyes. Mm-hmm. Yes. To continue to believe in something that is not myself. Yeah. Or I have to distance myself in some way from it. Yeah. It doesn't mean I don't support it anymore. Yeah. But I have to be more critical of it. And that <laughs> happened to me with Neil O'Shea yeah. when he fired Terry Stotts, hired Chauncey Billups. Yeah. Resigned Norman Powell and ran back a three guard lineup. Yeah, that happened with me with the Republican Party when they nominated Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. But I think that so that was your threshold, right? Those are like the moments where you're like. But I think instead of you choosing whether or not to believe yourself or believe what you're being fed, I think it's a moment of like, I think it's recognizing results. Okay. Right. Sure. So you have a lot of people. There's still a lot of people who are eating QAnon shit up, but there's a lot of people who were kind of slapped in the face and awoken when all of these predictions and things that were said to uh, uh, going to happen didn't happen. And they were just like, it's almost that, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're like, all right, it, first it was this, then you moved it to this, then you said this was going to happen. At some point, you got to stop eating the shit mm-hmm. and i think with neil you got there i'm not sure i, I don't know the linear path there with the republican party but mm-hmm. i know that path with neil neil's selling you this and you're like okay i could see i could see that okay it doesn't pan out then he does something else and you're he's like no 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 we're good i promise trust me what, what did he always say besides bifurcate uh look look guys look look he'd always start every sentence with mm-hmm. look Oh, my God. It drove me insane. Look. And I'm just like, it's condescending. Don't talk to me like I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. Well, look, look, look. This is the bright move. So he would always start like that. But he would sell you something else. And you're like, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Western Conference Finals. Okay. All right. Then he fires Terry, hires that idiot. And we're just like, you look shady, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> You look like you you don't even believe what you're selling. Look at how you're drinking that water. Yeah. You, uh, you're busted. And the second Jason Quick 
asks a question. Yeah. Yep. Get it. <laughs> Dude, I did a whole analysis on that on that press conference uh, for my for comms for my really uh, for grad school for that's comms. Nice. That's really cool because it was like controlling the narrative, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He's squashing it when you have an opportunity here to really open it up and address it. Chauncey was willing to address the things, mm-hmm. and he's like, "No, stop it!" And you're like, "Oh, you." Ooh, and that was the tell. That mm-hmm. was revealing. It sucks that it took that long of bullshit and scooping it right into our mouths. Yeah. But and same with the I would imagine the Republican Party for you. Like there are things where you're like, okay, all right, I could see that. Like I, I could get behind that. And then Donald Trump, it's like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. I don't think the dude from the apprentice in Home Alone is a good choice. No. Well Well, I love yeah. Home Alone too. <laughs> <laughs> the way he said right over there really sold me on yeah. his ability to lead. Yeah. Um and know where stuff is. Yeah. The um Yeah, I mean I guess it wasn't that Yeah, you're right. Like the the blazer <laughs> there's there is a super linear progression, slow progression with the blazers. Yeah. Whereas for me with the Republican Party, it became like it was a, almost like an instantaneous break. Sure, yeah. Where I was just like hard out. Yeah, for sure. Because the stark contrast mm-hmm. between establishment republicanism mm-hmm. or conservatism or conservatism, right? Versus what the brand that Donald Trump was selling mm-hmm. was just like that was that was a that was a moment where you didn't have time. Like I didn't have hesitate. time to hesitate. Yeah. It was like you got to choose yeah. right now which way you're going. <laughs> yeah, because this isn't like a cult of personality or like because the the Trump train is always used by his supporters to be like get on the Trump train. Yeah, because it's it's gonna mo- or it's gonna. I I had people tell me this all the time in my days fighting the war on Facebook yeah, comment yeah, sections. Yeah. Get on the Trump train. Or it's gonna run you over. Yeah, and one I was like. Run me over. So you're saying you're cool with mm. me getting squashed, like your fellow countrymen Whatever getting getting squashed. Yeah. So y- you can have it your way. Oh. Like, is that is that imagery that we're okay? Like, think it. Take that to the next step. What mm. does that really mean in practice? You're gonna I get run over by the tramp train. Deconstruction that you do right there, because that to them they're just saying, right? You could that could be just brush aside as a comment, right? But you're like, no, 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 imagery. And what does it mean? Why are you and you're like really breaking it down? That's awesome. I love that. Mm. I love that oh, cool. for you to stop and go. There is a lot more here. And I don't even think these idiots realize what they're saying. Right. They're just regurgitating mm-hmm. bumper stickers. But you're like analyzing the willingness again to run over fellow countrymen for their objectives, for yeah. your own objectives. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it. I love that. Well, and think I about it. That. Like you're getting on the Trump train. Yeah. You're not the conductor of that train. No, hell no. You're just going along with it. You're shoveling coal. You ain't sitting nice and eating well. It gets back <laughs> to that. It gets back to that. I'm like, believe or get off. Yeah. And when you mm. choose to truly, unequivocally believe in something. Yeah. That is out of your control. Mm-hmm. It leaves you very vulnerable yeah. to be taken advantage mm-hmm. of. 
and then to, by extension, permit things that you're not comfortable with. Right, right. Mob mentality. Yeah. You see it in, um, uh, I think one of the greatest examples of mob mentality is in uh, the book you just read, um, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. When they were going to go, was it? uh, Tom Robinson. Yeah, they were going to go lynch Tom Robinson. And the night before the trial started, Mm -hmm. and Atticus is out front waiting, just Mm -hmm. reading the newspaper. Yeah. I love that. But as yeah. soon as he broke, as soon as he broke a couple of them, uh, uh, Scout did. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. I can't yeah. remember exactly, but she did. Yeah, she broke a couple of them, mm-hmm. got them out of that. That's a mentality. Great, that's a great comparison. Yes, and then they realized, holy crap, I have just been acting yes. as if I'm on a train. Yes, where I don't have control. Yes. And then you take back control. That, God damn, Jake, you're so good. <laughs> so I think that re- just relates to everything that we've been saying. Yes, like, it, yeah. To truly become your own, like, truly become that independent thinker is you have to. And I know this sounds cliche because we always yeah. hear it. You have to question everything. Yeah, yeah. But in practice, it's so much harder th- than it actually sure. is because we all want to believe in something. I think human cognitive be- dissonance. Dude. Human beings are natural herd mentality yeah. beings yeah, yeah, yeah. we want to go along to get along we want to fit in right yeah so dude know. you gotta you have genius. to constantly fight you have to constantly fight that natural tendency yeah that's why that's one of my favorite books so many great moments like that but that is so good they're mob they're going to lynch tom robinson atticus is there to stop them right but that's ultimately not what deters them it's scout who just says to one of them Hey, I know your son. I was just talking to him the other day. And that takes him out of, we're going to murder this man to a child here now connecting with me. And then that just slowly just goes through the crowd of like, oh, shit. Like, there's kids here. They know us. There's accountability. There's We're relating. Now mm-hmm. it's not so much. We're individuals. Mm-hmm. We're not a mob. That's it. We're, we're individuals, right? Scout is identifying me as an individual, not as this mob. Mm-hmm. Now... I don't fit in and I stand out, that could be problematic. Yeah. Genius, Jake. You should have been a fucking teacher, dude. Let me show you something. I bought this the other day. I was looking right at that. Yeah. So for those of you who don't see any of this footage um, or if I don't put it online. That's a great looking cover. It's a graphic novel. Oh. Of the book. Where'd you find that? Uh, Barnes & Noble. I, I, so many good books. I took one step past the Latino history section and found this. <laughs> <laughs> the one shelf? Yeah, the one shelf. So it's just like, oh, can you see that? Yeah, there you go. Uh, just a bunch of, it's just beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. just the way that the story is told. That's amazing. Um, uh, yeah, it's just, it was, oh, here's the mob, right? Here's mm-hmm. them coming for the jail, going for Tom Robinson. Um, just such a such a great book started me started really and inc- it started this encouraged um journey to read as many books as i can this year and it was just because this book was just i don't know if i said this last week but like i went in thinking what i i knew what it was about and then actually reading it, and it's like whoa that was way more that was way more it was deeper that was more intellectual and now you're bringing in and applying it to like these things that we're talking about and it's it's beautiful man <laughs> but I had to buy the graphic novel. I don't know if I'll ever read the graphic novel, but it's fun to flip through and be mm-hmm. like, "Oh, here's a 
here is a graphic novel representation of that moment in mm-hmm. the story. One of the I was so skeptical of this because uh, you know me, I'm a big Civil War buff. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. There was in my in mm-hmm. our time at WSU Vancouver. Yes. I took American history. The this it was like Civil War to who'd you take that president Doctor Fountain? Yeah, me too. I took that class too. And he was like, "Hey, so one of the books that we had to buy for the class was called Battle Lines." Yep. And it was a graphic Do novel. You still have it? Yes. I wish I still had it. Really? Yeah. So I was like, at first, I was like, "The f- this is stupid." Yeah. Like I have. <laughs> So many of my own Civil War books yeah. that would be better than this thing. Yep. You're going to teach the Civil War by through cartoons. A, through, <laughs> through cartoons. <laughs> I was like in little blurbs. I'm like, this is dumb. Yeah. I'll be damned if that's not one of the best Civil War books yeah. that has ever been written. The fir- it captures yeah. so much. What's the What's one thing when you think about that book that comes to mind? Um, any particular part? I instantly went somewhere with it. Where where, where did you go? The, isn't there like and correct me if I'm misremembering this, but there there's a representation of a photographer taking pictures of the dead mm-hmm. and then posing the bodies at Antietam. Yes, yeah. in certain ways mm-hmm. to capture them in certain ways. Yeah, and just this graphic novel representation of that action mm-hmm. was just like dang, dude, and yeah. that one like burned into my retinas. I'll never mm-hmm. forget it. For me, it was one of the uh, during the uh, New York riots mm-hmm. when uh, Irish immigrants were revolting mm-hmm. against the, the the institution of the Union draft yeah. and how much anti Irish sentiment there yeah. was. Uh, that was really yeah. Um, God, I wish I kept that book. It's a good book. What's it called? Battle lines. Battle lines. It's probably expensive as shit, but I should look for it. Probably. Pick it up used at a bookstore, at the Probably. student at the student's bookstore, or something like that. Yeah, but what if for that, like five dollars off? <laughs> yeah, right. But they only they bought it for two dollars. Yeah, the exactly. Send it, sold it for forty two instead of forty five. No, that I didn't know you took that class. Mm-hmm. Did he start it off with the um, what's it called, Sally? What's her name? Sally Hemmings. Yes. Did he start it with that whole? No, that would have been before, right? No. You're talking about... Oh, so this one was pre-colonial to Civil War. It was pre-colonial to 1877. We took 1877 to present with Dr. Sinclair. Okay. Wait, did you take that fountain class with me? No. Okay. You took it before (laughs) I did, and you warned me. You go, he has this deal that if you get A's on the first... Three tests. Yes. You don't have to take the final. Yes. And he screwed and he like he will screw you on that third one. Only yes. like one or two people actually get yep. to skip the final. And I gu- I guarantee you he does that so people don't th- call him out for it being unattainable. Yes. But that mother effort did the same thing yes. to me, dude. I had A's on solid A's. Yes. And then eighty eight on the third. I think on the third I I'm not even joking. I think I got an eighty nine point eight or point nine like just ridiculous mm-hmm. and i was like you son of a bitch that's why it's terrifying to if take they're anything written, the from thing him. is that they're written finals so it's yeah. subjective yes that's a great point i, was, I learned a lot from him and i learned I, a lot I, that was a great class but i was terrified he, to take anything else with him he was he packed so much knowledge into that yeah and he was a great he was a great teacher with yeah. that but i guess his upper division history courses yeah. were awful oh, I to took, 
Did you take Native American yes, history? Yes, I did. Okay. I didn't think it was awful. It was hard, yeah. but I didn't think it was awful. His writing critique is some of the most difficult. Like I've mm. taken multiple P. I took multiple Peabody. Yeah. And she'll nitpick you. Yeah. But not like him. I don't. I should. Oh man, I wish I had those papers and like the grades and the analysis. You're and a the, better. You're a better. Your voice in your writing is so much better, and I think that he. For me, he always went after me for for like voice oh, things. Oh, interesting. Passive voice. Mm, I always use passive. Dude, Sinclair, if you're listening, she would always say, you're using passive voice right mm. here. I'm like, God damn it. I don't know. When I've read <laughs> your stuff, like because I read some of the, you wanted me to, there was a couple things I read for your, in your master, mm-hmm. like when you're doing master's mm-hmm. stuff like mm-hmm. that. You're writing, like, I don't know. I think, I feel like your writing voice is so much stronger than mine. So maybe that's why you always maybe you did better with him than I did. I wish we had papers so we could compare. Yeah, and just read them. My again. writing voice isn't particularly good. I don't think so. What does that anyway. mean? <laughs> what does that? Well, even I think mean? I think mine comes across as really dry. Oh, I mean it's history, dude. Mm, there's certain ways that yeah, for sure. There's certain yeah ways of st- your sentence structures yeah. and stuff like that that yeah, makes yeah, it flow yeah, yeah. a little bit better. Man, I tell I you who I tell you who over who overuses short sentences like. You can't critique. You're going to call someone out? I'm going to call him out. <laughs> There's something you can't, like, you can't say that it's not technically correct. But the style mm-hmm. of it makes it really hard to read. Uh-huh. That's Matt Reeves. You know what? I knew you were going to say that, and I got the perfect place for him to work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Bye. Right, bye. Say what you mean.